Hey everybody, this is Tyler Murphy. This is the Montana Gallery Podcast. And uh, today I thought that I would share with you guys this story that I shared last night at Story Night. So I always, at Story Night, give... uh, I start out the night by giving a quick... um, I, I always tell the same sort of here's how story night began um here's what this night is in, was how this uh how i was inspired to uh, create a space where anyone could come and have uh, a chance to speak to a room full of people basically i guess i'll just tell it real quick so basically um because i i like if anybody's listening to this i'm telling you story night is the most powerful event um that i think maybe that i've i don't know it's just i I really i really (laughs) would love it if anybody listening to this maybe just gives it a shot to try to host their own story night because i think that you'll be blown away by by what happens at something at an event like this where you just give room for people to just share their stories. It's incredibly powerful. So, but here's how how it started. So I, a couple years ago, um, went to an AA meeting with my dad. Um, so my dad's been in AA for, I think about 15 years. And, um, and he happened to, he, I think he chairs a meeting once a week. Um, and so I went to one where he was the chair and, and basically, uh, what that means to be the chair is that he went around the room and just said, Hey, Jim, will you, uh, let's hear from you today. And Jim tells his story. And then he goes on to Nancy and Nancy tells her story and it, it just goes around the room. They maybe get, I don't know, 15, 10 or 15 different stories in, in, in a meeting and I like I was so blown away in that meeting listening to these different stories some some storytellers were better than others you know they're kind of more seasoned they're um, more seasoned like public speakers and then there's some people who come in and it's maybe their first time to an AA meeting uh, but they're there and and they're for the first time kind of opening up and just and just going starting to go yeah there's there's something wrong with me um or there you know i'm i'm experiencing a lot of pain in my life and i've i've come here hoping you know for some kind of some kind of help and um but but i think the main thing that i that i was so with that that day was that just this idea that it's a room full of of people and that everybody eventually gets the chance to have um the eyes and ears of everybody in the room and so you might not get to speak every time but if you go if you do go you eventually do get to get to have that opportunity and i just i just thought man i wish that there were more places like this in the world where um just where you could have the eye uh, you could get together a room full of people and have the eyes and ears of everybody 
and like we experienced that in uh, high school where uh, you know you have to maybe give a presentation to your class or maybe maybe you experience that in college but once you're out of high school or college um, you know there's not as many opportunities where you're being asked to do that and so my joke is always I tell this joke every single time that um, you know once you're out of high school or college that unless you're a, a pastor or an alcoholic or an alcoholic pastor that um, you you really don't get this chance to to speak in front of a room full of people. So there's several things that that I think are are so beautiful about story night. Um, I'll maybe talk. I'll story night is just such a part of me now that I will probably continue to talk about it on this podcast. But I have lots of as I've reflected upon story night, I have lots of different things that I go, Oh wow. That's so cool that, that it provides that uh, benefit to us as individual human beings and collectively. Um, and like, but on the individual level, the, one of the things that I was thinking that it, one of the benefits that it provides is that um, like, I ask a lot of my friends, hey, would you think about sharing a story? You know, I invite people and I say, would you think about sharing a story? And then they, they like, usually they say no. And that's totally fine. They don't ever have to share a story. But I like, what I like about that is that it, it starts getting them to think, well, if I did go, what story, what story would I tell? You know, what do I have to say to a, a room full of people that like what is my story and I just think that's a really healthy um, that's just really good for us to think about that so like I kind of encourage any of anybody listening to think about okay if I was in front of a room full of people what would I share with them so that's just one of the the benefits that I um, that I see to this to uh, doing story night. I, I mean, I, and I heard that reflected back to me last night, somebody who came, uh, and their, their daughter had come to one other story night. And she said, um, you, you know, that her daughter had come home, told her about this experience. And then all of a sudden she's walking around the house going, I wonder what I would, <laughs> what I would say to a room full of people. I just think that's great. So, um, I always, I always, kind of the way story night is set up is that we try to have one or two for sure storytellers um, so that we can kind of get the ball rolling. So last night I knew for sure that I wanted to, to tell. And I always, I try to say like, look, maybe maybe you came here and you weren't expecting to tell a story, but um, but maybe throughout the night you might all of a sudden go, oh, you know what, that this story reminds me of this thing in my own life. And, and so people maybe all of a sudden have this kind of this tugging at their sleeve. I've, I've kind of been using that, that, um, those couple words a lot lately in, in my life, this, this tugging at my sleeve, this call of the absolute, this like, Hey, get up there. You've, you've got something important to share with this 
this room full of people. Um, and so last night, I, uh, going into the night, was feeling like, you know what, I, I really want to talk about uh, several things that I'm learning lately. So I'm going to share those with you now. Uh, I've been experiencing this incredible, um, like, really sharp, sharp uh, pain kind of in my chest. And it, it kind of, it's kind of right over my heart. And it, um, it's kind of come and gone in the past year. Um, or I guess it would be about the past eight months. And so it's kind of over my heart a little bit and I can feel it and it kind of goes through my body and into my back. And, um, and it, and then sometimes there's a little like tingling in my arm. I was talking to another friend about this and he's like, Oh yeah, uh, that's a, that's an anxiety attack. He's like, don't worry. It's not a heart attack. It's that's called an anxiety attack. And, um, so, but I, it came back to me just just in the past um, week, and uh, and so I just I've been learning a lot about uh, like psychoanalysis actually, and and one of the ideas is that um, sometimes something like this um, can creep up on us and it's trying to tell us something, and so if we sit with the symptom, and and kind of think like think through it it might be able to tell us it's trying to it's trying to tell us something that we're not wanting to look at essentially um, that we're putting up uh, defense mechanisms to avoid uh, confronting but anyways I I just kind of a couple nights ago started to just uh, I pulled out my computer and just was writing about different things and I started to write like, man, today I just um, have this uh, this pain in my chest, and sat there. And then all of a sudden, I started to think, well, when did this when did this pain come on? When when's the first time that I remember this all coming to me? And really, uh, I, I remember that it started when we made the Summer Barn DVD, and we got all these pre-orders for that and then we got a little bit behind schedule and we missed the ship date that we had told the people who had pre-ordered um, hey this is when you can expect to receive this DVD and so I had all this money in the bank account that and and still was waiting on the the DVD to to send to the customers and um, it was just a really stressful time so I had to email a lot of people and say, "Hey, sorry, we're not gonna, we're we're just not gonna hit this date." Um, and uh, that's when this anxiety kind of came about. So, what's maybe the connection? Like, I'm I was trying to think. Okay, that you know that started then. Why has it sort of come and gone in the past eight months or so? When, um. And I, I think that it kind of flares back up anytime that, like, I need to, anytime that I am in charge of uh, something that is not mine, which is tricky because um, 
I own a gallery and I'm in charge of a lot of things that aren't mine. So I, <laughs> I don't know that I can ever really fully get away from this problem. But immediately I started writing down like, okay, I need to do this and this and this and this because these things are, it's not that I've been, uh, you know, negligent in say like paying these different artists whose, whose works I've sold. Um, I'm, it's not, I, I try to pay people right away, but I, I think maybe a, a week or two had gone by where I hadn't cut the checks yet from the Sojourner show. Well, I, I actually had, but then we kept on selling um, some more work. And so I just had, I think, three or four checks to write to Ken and to Richie and to, and to Daniel. And um, and so I was like, okay, yep, I need to, I need to do that. Identifying it helped a little bit. The pain was still there. And then um, it was actually yesterday that I got that I took care of all of that stuff, as well as uh, there were some other things that I just knew um, that I needed to get done that I just was kind of uh, delaying a little bit. Um, getting back to some emails, I still have you know a handful of emails uh, that that I'd like to get to. Um, but I mean, really the. The after, I think the main thing was getting everybody paid. And there's there's other things that I'm thinking of that like, I'm realizing oh if you know if I could tighten up this part of my life, if I could be a little bit more organized, then like with just the way that I say store paintings from everybody because I get so many paintings, and really, um, I don't think that I've taken enough time to. Um, develop the space and the system where you know I can where everything is nicely uh, packed away um, so that's something that I'm excited to to dive into and 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 feel like I'm I'm not doing it out of like oh I know I should do this but I'm doing it out of like <laughs> like I'm gonna feel so much better I, like I truly want to do this now because um, I just know the relief that it that it's going to bring to me. And I'm happy to report that right now I don't feel that pain in my chest. I, it it was kind of amazing how after I paid everybody, it's like it worked its way out through my body, and like like the pain kind of went down through my leg and out through my arm. Um, it, it's, I mean, it's still, I feel like kind of working its way out and actually I'm really excited to just go, go get a massage. I haven't had a massage in, in years. Um, but, but I think that, I think that I'm learning how to, how to deal with anxiety, how to identify its source and, and not just cover over and, um, you know, one of the ways that I, that I realized also that I was covering over it was by drinking, actually. So I was realizing that, uh, you know, like every day at four o'clock, I, I kind of got in this habit, mostly I think last summer. Um, well, no, yeah, mostly last summer, um, where every day I was 
at four o'clock like okay time to go time to go down grab a beer down at hank's and uh and really the question that uh, that i had to ask and that i still kind of need to ask and and continually work through is why do i feel that need to um to go grab a beer every day because like in some sense um drinking is not the problem drinking is the solution to a problem i was talking to my dad about that the other day and he's like dude you got it that's <laughs> that's exactly what we say in aa so if you don't if you don't address the root causes of anxieties um you might you might go from uh you know drinking being the thing that helps you to cope with that anxiety and just and just move to like you might take up fitness now that's a better way of coping with with that route you know that's a better way of at least then you're getting in shape and not spending your money on beer but it still might cover over a deeper root cause a deeper root thing that you're not wanting to look at um uh so anyways this has all been really interesting to to learn about and uh, i'm just actually really excited to see um I, f- I feel like i'm gaining so much freedom in freedom from uh, a lot of things i think i think that's it i think i'll i think i'm gonna end the podcast there i've got some other ideas that are new and fresh and really exciting to me and i think also helping me to um to understand life in a in a healthier way well okay here actually i'm gonna try real quick so what is what is that deeper anxiety why why is it there you know why what is the thing that i'm trying to cover over by uh you know by drinking or or by um you know really painting can become that painting can easily become a a defense mechanism in my own life it can become the thing that i turn to when i don't feel like anybody likes me and i uh you know feel awkward around my friends or something or like some girl you know um you know rejects my interest in her and so then so then i'm like well okay i'm you know, I'm just gonna, I'm not good at that, apparently. Um, so I'm just going to uh, go back to the thing that I know that I'm good at. What's at the, what's, what's maybe at a, a deeper, what's like the deeper root cause that I'm trying to get to? And I think that it has to do with the fact that there's me, and then there's the me that I wish I was. And the me that I wish I was is like, you know, three inches taller, um, weighs like 15 pounds less and has everything figured out, uh, has a lot more of his life put together than I, than I do. And I, you know, I live in between sort of who I currently am and and who I wish I was. Well, I guess I, I, maybe I don't live in between. Maybe I just, I am who I am. Uh, but the question really is, you know, can I, 
become, can I accept myself as I am? And, and maybe there are things that I wish I was that I, that truly I should aspire to, you know, the other day I was thinking, man, like, I wish I was a better, or I wish I was a more loving son. That's something that I can actually probably do something about. Um, but there's, there's certain, there's some of those things, like, I can't change how tall I am. Um, I can't easily change some of those other things about, about myself. And, and maybe I can just, just be okay with, um, with this idea of the, the way that I'm, that I'm thinking of it is, can I just let it be? Or can I say, let there be a lack? Like, yeah, let there be a lack. I wish I was smarter. Uh, I wish I had a larger vocabulary. But can I say to myself, Tyler, let there be a lack of, of uh, words in your head. Let there be a lack of money in your bank account. Because lack is, that's the thing that, that in, uh, in psychoanalysis, lack is the, the thing that we feel when we um, feel the judgment of what they, what's called the superego. And in the biblical story, there's there's a different uh, there's a different way of thinking of it. It's the serpentine voice. Lack is the thing that was introduced um, by the the serpent in the garden, or the 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 serpent gave way to doubt, and and introduced into Eve's head the idea that. She had a lack of knowledge, the knowledge of good and evil. Um, and so can we just say, let there be lack? You know, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Can we just say, let there be lack? <laughs> That's, I don't know, that to me is like blowing my mind of, okay, I can just... I don't need to I don't need to stress myself out and pretend and like I can just sit here in the lack of like even the lack of that I like I wish that I could articulate this this idea better to you right now can't and so the question is can I just sit in the fact that I have a lack of the ability to articulate this concept to you maybe that's the best way i can i can say it so anyways if you guys have any thoughts on any of this stuff i'd love to hear them i think that's all for the podcast uh this week and uh i'll probably continue to talk about a lot of this this stuff with uh different friends um i'm excited to keep on doing these weekly weekly updates i'll keep you in the loop on how this feeling in my chest is going whether it comes back or not. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Send in any emails. I know I still have to get around to a couple uh, listener listener sent in emails, and I, I promise I will. Uh, I just uh, wanted to just keep this episode uh, just about this 
specific story. So, um, we'll talk at you. We'll check in with you next week. Take care, everybody. <laughs>